And again, thanks for coming out here on a Wednesday night to be in church. And and I know it's probably the most uh, challenging night of the week to come to church, you know, so I appreciate your faithfulness being here. And uh, But we're going to look here in John chapter 2, the miracles of Jesus. Amen. And... Um, in this, in this chapter here, it's, it's the beginning of, of the miracles that, that Jesus Christ did while he was physically here on earth with us. And, and right now on Wednesday nights at our church, we've been doing a study of all of the miracles of Jesus. And I've just been enjoying to, uh, to do that with the church. And, and um, uh, so, many, so many times I've read through the miracles that Jesus performed in the Bible uh, hearing about them as, as, as going through Sunday school growing up or even teaching on, on that. Uh, it's something that, that um, is, it, it's known. But, but the miracles um, in, in general in, in the Bible that you see here that, that Jesus performs, they're not, they're not just, wow, look what he did. He healed a few people, that's great, and then move on. Uh, no, you've you got to take a closer look at what Jesus did. How, how is this something for my life right now, right? And, and, and that's why we've been just taking a closer look at that. And, and um, so let's look at these, these verses here, verses uh, 1 through 11 of chapter 2 of John. And it says this, In the third day there was a marriage in Cana, disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus saith unto her woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto his servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three friggins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw it now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, they, then that which, which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee... And manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we do thank you so much for your precious word. Lord, how powerful it is. How wonderful it is. And if there's one thing that's great about tonight here as I get to stand here and preach here to a good church, Lord, it's, it's your word. And Lord, I, as, I, as I realize here this evening that I'm just a man that... Needs your, uh, needs your hand of power right now and your grace as I uh, preach here tonight. I pray that you would do just that and allow us to see your word and allow us to live in it. Allow us to see exactly uh, ourselves in the story. And, and I believe, Lord, we are in the story. And I pray, I pray, God, that you would just use it for the benefit of the people here tonight, Lord. And you know I want to be a blessing and an, an encouragement to, to us here. And so I pray that you would help us to see just that take place this evening. And we love you and praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we see that, uh, we, we've seen the story here of the first miracle that Jesus performs. Very, very familiar passage here, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, for, for most of us. But as we're looking 
what these miracles mean and, and what, uh, uh, what, what, uh, what we can get from it and, and what, what, uh, what types of miracles Jesus did. I think it's important that I give us a, a brief summary of all the miracles that you can read about. Um, if we were to uh, look at the types that he did, if the crowd-related miracles that he did, he, he, he has done nine that we can read of in the Bible. So that's good to know. Individual-related miracles, 35 that I've been able to find. Um, when, it, when it comes to the classification of his miracles, uh, there's different things that he has done. There's healing that he's done, 16 of those. Uh, casting out demons, that's tremendous. Seven times you can find that he has done that in the Bible. There's one miracle that has to do with financing, right? And um, one of the things I noticed as I was driving here, I saw a billboard. We don't have those in, in Anchorage, billboards. They want to keep it uh, true to its nature form. And so we don't have billboards. But one of the things I saw on the billboard and I, that I'd always see in Oregon City as, as I'm coming to take that, that loop, it always has something about winning the Powerball. Right or something, some type of lotto or something, and uh, hey, there's only one miracle regarding financing. So that's that's probably not one that Jesus is going to do in our lives. And I'm just kidding, of course, right? But there's it's just one miracle for financing, um, feeding. Uh, five times you can read about Jesus fed people, protecting twice, resurrecting three different times, uh, judging one times. The purpose of his miracles. Uh, I'll say this, the, the first thing I wrote down here is, is to fulfill Old Testament prophecy. Uh, that's the purpose of his miracles. To, number two, to validate his message. Number three, to reveal his glory. Number four, to increase the faith of the disciples. And by the way, it'll increase your faith too, to see miracles in your life. It'll increase it. That's, that's one of the ones that I, that's my favorite one. Number five, I wrote down here to declare his messianic claims. Uh, number six, to prove his deity. Number seven, to demonstrate his compassion. Boy, and I love that about the miracles of Jesus. You see his compassion as he performs miracles and you read about his heart and his love for people and these miracles, his compassion. Number eight, boy, and we needed this one, to show his authority to forgive sins. Amen. And we, and we certainly needed that one, Jesus. Right? The authority to forgive sins. And, and that's exactly what our great Savior Jesus Christ has given us. Forgiveness of sins. All this sounds great. But what I need to convince you of here tonight, and at the same time convince myself, okay? Because I always need to be remind, reminded. The miracles that we read about in the scriptures. We need miracles today in our life. Uh, we absolutely do. We need miracles right now in 2023. We need miracles right now in Oregon. We need miracles right now in Alaska. We need miracles right now in this world. We need the miracles of Jesus. And so uh, we, 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 we as pure believers in Jesus Christ, the ones who have him as our Lord and Savior in our hearts, in our lives... We need to be convinced that the miracles of Jesus need, needs to be happening in our lives. I'll even say this. If, if you live a life, a Christian, your Christian life, 
You know, Jesus is your Savior, and He's living in you, and He's, he's your Lord. And, and, and you don't have miracles happening in your, in your life. I'll say this, what a boring life. What a boring life that would be. And, and, and I want to see God working in my life. I want to see miracles. And you have this ability to see miracles in your life. And so the studies that, we are, that, that, that we're doing at, at our church on Wednesdays, that the one that we're going to touch on here tonight, that it's to convince us that we need miracles now. Now, when I think about, remember what Jesus said in John 14. Philip asked a question to Jesus. And let's look at this passage here so we can be reminded. John 14, verses 8 through 14. Take a look at this. It says, you have Philip, who asked a question to the Lord in this passage. Um, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for, thy, for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I shall do, he do also. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, I get goosebumps when I read this passage of Scripture. I love what Jesus here is, is, is saying. Uh, a key verse of what we just read is that, is that verse 12. Verse 12 tells us, Verily, verily, I say to you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. He's telling the disciples. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. The things that he wants to do through us as believers, he wants to do greater things. Uh, He wants to perform great miracles in our lives. And and if if we're believing that by faith and we're asking him to do great things in our lives, According to his will, like we see in this passage, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And, and whether, whether, we, whether we're in ministry or we're, or we're, we're working our, 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 our jobs in, in, in a secular field, and, and, I've, and I've done both, right? Uh, we, we still need miracles in our busy lives and everything that we do. And he wants to do that. And, and I have found that to be true. He performs it all. John chapter 2, I think, is fitting for Grandview Baptist Church. I'll say this. Now, now why? Because what we see here in John chapter 2, I would say Grandview Baptist Church is, is right there in that story. It's in that story. I'll, I'll, show you, I'll show you what I mean here in a minute. But um, we're, we're in the story in the unique part of the passage. And what happens in this passage? Jesus steps on the scene. There's the wedding there at Cana that's taking place. He was invited as a special guest, right? Him and his mother are there. And there was a problem that took place, right? Problem. And his, and his mom brings 
the, the problem to the surface. So he says, Jesus, they have no wine. And we could say maybe there was some poor planning took place. I don't know, right, at the, at the wedding here. But what's Jesus' response to that? To that? He says in verse, in verse 4, he says, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. In other words, he, he wasn't being in a dis- disrespectful way, responding that way, but it, it's a way that they would talk back in those days, right? But, but what he was referring to mainly was his, his hour had not come yet where he would give his life. That's the main thing there. But it, it's, it's as if he was saying that, and, and, and what do you want me to do about this? You know, how, how, is this, how, is this, how is this our problem, Right? Um, but his mama knew. His mama knew about what kind of Lord Jesus was to be. His mama knew about maybe the miracle and power that he was going to display. But that's what I think about here. His mama was already on board that Jesus was here to do some great things. And just like his mom was on board about that, again, I want you to be on board that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to do miracles in your life this year with whatever problems you have going on. He wants to do a miracle. I mentioned earlier that, that and, 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 and the Lord doesn't say that in this passage. I'm just, that's just me putting a little side thought on it. Like, you know, and how is that my problem? But Jesus wants to hear about our problems. Amen. He wants to know them. He wants to hear from us. He won't work unless we bring them to him. In this passage, his mom brought it to him. That's how he heard about the problem. And, and so, and what's a miracle situation that we need here at Grandview? I mean, there's a huge one going on. The Mutchler Family Center that's all planned out to be built over here in the back. You know, it takes a miracle to put that building together back there. It does. It's going to be a miracle to see that take place. And, and, and we're, we're headed towards that. We're headed towards that. I've, I've just heard details here and there. I got to talk to Brother Mark Johnston here today more about it. And he, he showed me a little bit more of the, the plans and all that. And, and, and the updated plans that he had showed me, I hadn't seen the most updated ones. I looked at it and I was like, that's going to be a miracle right there to see that take place. But that's exactly what Jesus wants to perform here in this church. That building, I, I thought. I thought that uh, the six classrooms that we that we built here most recently that I got to give to, and and I remember being able to work on some of the framing there to the to the exterior building, getting to see all that come together. Boy, I thought that was great. A time to build. I remember uh, having a, the 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 dinner there and talking about a time to build and dreaming about that. And boy, that was great. To be a part of that. And we saw that miracle take place. Of that building being set up. And then, and then those six beautiful classrooms. And then as I got to look at those, those rooms. I, I saw that there was one vacant for Sunday. And, and I took seventh grade guys in there. And got to teach Sunday school in those rooms too. I mean I got to enjoy that building for a short while. And, and boy let me tell you. That building is a whole lot better than. Then the other places I put seven great guys in the past. Amen. <laughs> we, we put them everywhere, you know. One of my favorite ones was a broke down shuttle. 
in the parking lot back over here. And, and we, we cleaned all that place up real nice. And But we had seventh grade Sunday school in there. Amen. And the guys went out there every week. We went out there. We had Sunday school. And to think that we were in a brand new building a few years later. Well, that was a blessing. A miracle. A miracle. And, 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 and I, I'm going to say get ready. Get a shovel. Because I believe the Lord wants us to start doing that this year. And, 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 I, and, I, and I would want to even get on a plane and fly down here just to put my shovel in the ground and then hand it back over to you guys. I'd say, go ahead, you know, and amen, it's breaking ground and, and I'll fly back. But, but that's, that's a miracle. That's a miracle that I believe the Lord wants to do it because for Grandview, this is the place that I learned about the miracles of Jesus. That's what it means to me, Grandview Baptist Church. This is, this is where I, I got to see the Lord Jesus Christ show me these miracles you're reading about. The things you see about my name, I'm going to do it. And let me show you here in the passage about how Grandview, how you and I are in this story. You go back to verse 5 and let's look at all the way through verse 9 once again. It says, His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Right? And there were, there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots, water pots with water. They filled them to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw it now and, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, and here it is, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. You and I are in the story here in those parentheses. When Jesus transformed this water into wine, he had those six water pots of stone. And, and, and the mother of Jesus said, hey, whatever he says, do it. And they did that. They filled it all up to the brim. These big water pot stones of, of stone. They took them out there and, and they, they saw what happened. And, and they were like, man, this is really good. And they, they, where did this come from? This is the best stuff. And, 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 and why do you bring it now to the end? Usually you, you give the best at first, but you say, where did this come from? This is great. And nobody knew. But then in the parentheses, but the servants knew. The servants knew. I, I got my parentheses right here. I'd have to go to one side of the room here. I think it'll cover us right here. Here's one parenthesis. Okay. And, and if I go all the way to the other end of the room here, and I think if I stand right about here, here's the other parenthesis. Right? And so now, now we're all in between the parentheses. And what you find is the servants knew. Nobody knew how this grand miracle took place at the wedding. But they knew. They knew. It was Jesus. It's just what he told us to do. We did it. This is what happened. They knew. They knew. Let me tell you. Just seeing the young people here sing earlier. Being able to see young people at at the preacher's delight the last two uh, on, on Monday and, 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 and Tuesday morning, mainly when I saw everybody in the main service, seeing a whole section of young people 
I'm thinking to myself, there's still miracles going on at Grandview. Look at all these young people. When I, when I, when I left, there was miracles going on. And, and praise God that here we are just over two years after I've been gone and there's still miracles taking place. There's still a generation here that loves the Lord. And, and, and I'm so thankful for, for, for faithful staff like Brother TJ and Miss Sarah and Brother Derek and Miss Becca. And, and you know what? They're, 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 they're doing a great work and God's using them. But, but the parentheses is, is, is so much more. There's so many more names I should probably be saying. Of people that are involved. That see what the Lord's doing. And they know who's doing it. It's not them. It's our Lord. It's our Lord. As I, as I, as I think about Grandview being training grounds for me. And that's, that's, what I, that's, that's, what I, that's what I see when I come to, to Grandview. This was a training facility for me. And it was. I, I, as, as Pastor Mutchler has said, I, I didn't go to Bible college or, or do anything like that. And, and, I, and I know people that have, but, but some of the best training, some of the best experience they've ever had is right here in this very church at Grandview. And I firmly believe this. It was the best thing that happened in my life. This church. Amen. This church. If, if I was to choose a favorite memory of, of miraculous things that the Lord Jesus Christ has done using my life and the rest of the servants at Grandview Baptist Church, I would have to think back on those Easter egg hunts that we did. Amen. Amen. Right. And, and I got to work on four different one of those and and, and, and three of those years at, uh, in Gladstone, one of them in Milwaukee, and, 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 I, and I got to, I don't know, at least three other ones I got to help out with. I mean, those, those, were, those were great things, great miraculous things that God did. I remember there was one year in Gladstone, and, and the forecast said, hey, there's going to be a storm. It's going to be an ugly time. And we showed up there, like always, to Gladstone to set up. The, uh, the Easter egg hunt at the Max Patterson Park. And we got there. We set up all kinds of chairs for this rally time. We, we had a tennis court there in, at, the, at the park. And we, we took up almost half of that tennis court with chairs and, and set up different egg fields. And, and, and we're, we're getting ready. And boy, it was cold. It started to rain. I started thinking to myself, nobody's going to show but we were standing out there waiting, and people came. And as they started coming, and that the tennis court started getting filled with people, Boy, I, I, and, I, and I do not exaggerate, I remember looking up to the sky, and the clouds parted. And there was like sunshine golden shining right down on the tennis court. Now, let me tell you, so many of the servants that were in the parentheses, right? Boy, we, 5,000 flyers had gone out and we had prayed and worked and labored and prepared and did all these things. And, and when we saw that taking place, the servants knew, who's doing this? It's Jesus. People show up and they're like, this is great, you know, and, you know, how did you guys do such a great thing? And we knew it's the Lord. Boy, and people started to hear the gospel, the word of God. We declare the gospel and people 
started getting saved in, in one of our record numbers of years. It was, it was as if Jesus showed up there, like one of the miracles you can read about, and Jesus said, peace be still. And then, and then, and then as, our, as, our, as our custom was, I guess, for these different hunts that we would do at that park, we would always run it twice. And the second time we go to run it, and we thought, you know, well, well, well the Lord's going to just make this all be peaceful again. And, and the second time, you know, what, you know what the Lord pretty much had said to me? He said, now I know you trust me. Here's the test. And I stood there to share the gospel. And, and, and if I thought the last group was great, now a record showed up. Every chair was filled. It was standing room only in this tennis court. And it began to rain. And it was not stopping. And then the hail fell. Okay? And it kept coming. And I kept preaching. And I kept giving the gospel, the Easter story. And let me tell you what people did. The umbrellas came out. Mothers took out blankets and put it over their kids, holding it up. His word was more important than them leaving that park that day. And they all stood there covering themselves until his word was finished being preached. That's what happened. And, and, and that was the biggest number of people saved that we saw there uh, at all the parks. And, and, and again, everybody that worked there, they knew. They knew. It's a miracle of Jesus. It's a miracle of Jesus. And, and so... And, and the greatest news was presented that day. And, and, and you know what? I don't know if everybody here in this room would know that greatest news. That Jesus died for our sins. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, that's a, that's a message everybody needs to hear. The wage of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, they needed to hear that there in Gladstone. Maybe here tonight somebody needs to deal with... The sin in their life. And they need to turn to Jesus Christ who can save them. Who can give them eternal life. Forgiveness of all sins. And, and just as if it never happened. Jesus can take away that penalty of our sins. And, and I just love how Romans ten thirteen it tells us. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's exactly what he gives us. And he's defeated death and, and paid the price for us giving his own precious life that we could live eternally and know that we go to heaven when we die. I sure hope that you've made that choice here tonight. I sure hope that if, that if you haven't made that choice, you'll make that choice tonight and, and experience the greatest miracle of all. You getting saved here tonight. And I remember on my way up here, I, I, I drove by, I was going down Powell Boulevard. I it was visiting Mark Johnson and his church there at Springwater Baptist Church and drove by Powellhurst Baptist Church there on 112th and Powell Boulevard, a place where I got to hear the gospel the first time as a young boy. And we pulled over, my dad and I, and he took a picture of me there standing by the church sign and took a picture of the church. And I was like, you know, I, I think it's important I take this photo and take it back to, to my church there in Anchorage and be like, here's, 
Here's the church right here where I heard the gospel. Don't ever get over the day you got saved. Don't ever get over that miracle. It's the greatest miracle that, that, that Christ can do in your life. It's that one. It's that one. And so, um, and hopefully you're in that parenthesis. Hopefully you're a servant here at Grandview Baptist Church and you'll experience knowing exactly where all these things come from. Think about other miracles that Jesus has done. How about the centurion and his servant in Luke chapter 7? Well, he had a, he had a sick servant. And, and, and he needed him to be healed. And, and what does the centurion say? He said, just say the word, Jesus. Just say the word and he'll be healed. No, 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 I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word. Just say the word. And the Bible tells us that Jesus had not found so great a faith in all Israel by him just believing that Jesus, just by Jesus saying the word that it would be done. How about that famous passage in Luke chapter 5? You got Simon Peter who had worked all night fishing, got nothing, just toiled all night, rotten evening, and I would even say that uh, maybe he was at the, at the verge of having just a rotten attitude at the same time. Right? And at, yet at the same time as, as the multitudes came, he, he also pressed upon Jesus just to hear his word. Boy, there might be some refreshing, encouraging things that he wants to say that I, that I need right now. It's been a rotten night. Told all the night, got nothing. Frustrated. And when he got there, he heard Jesus Christ tell him, right? He says... Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And that's where we have that passage where he says, Master, we've toiled all the night, have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will. I will let down the net. And Simon Peter teaches us, your word is good, Jesus. Your word is good. Master, I will. If you say it's possible, I will. It's going to be, have to be a miracle, Lord, but you said it, so I guess I'm going to just trust it. And when we look at these different miracles, like the ones I've mentioned here tonight, water to wine, the centurion, Simon Peter right here with the, the great catch that happens when he lets down those nets. And that's what happens, by the way. They fill up two boats, amen, of, of all the fish that they are able to catch. All those things are possible and happen when you hear the word of Jesus and you say, I will. And you do it. And you go for it. You know, uh, that's our challenge here for 2023 for Open Door Baptist Church in Anchorage. The, the New Year vision is that Luke 5.5, 5, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will. And here in this year, we have to be fervent. To whatever the Lord asks us to do, let's choose to do that. Let's choose to do that. If we're going to see miracles, like I've mentioned here tonight, that we need in our lives right now, we've got to be fervent about loving the Lord and loving His Word and letting it just control our lives, letting it just show us where we're going to go. The miracle of all those photos and everything that I was able to report here tonight about what happened in, in Anchorage, Alaska. It's just miracles. It's just miracles. 
why the Lord's chosen to do that in my life. I, I, I still don't understand it. I, I really don't know why he, why me. But one thing I can just say is, is, is I chose to, like many here at Grandview, I, I just chose to be in the parentheses and be his servant. And I, and I just, I knew his word was good. His word would not return void. And the life that I get to live is one miracle after another. One miracle after another. In 2020, when we moved down there, I, I, I wouldn't be telling you the truth if, if I wouldn't tell you that I wasn't frightened. Moving my whole family, quitting my job, and burning the bridges even. Right? Just let's go. I, I wouldn't be telling you the truth if I wouldn't been frightened. But one thing I had that was, that was sure was his word. Amen. Was his word. And that was the only thing that I, that I can say that I valued and trusted the most when I made that move. And miracles have been performed. In your life, miracles will be performed in your regular day-to-day life. If you take his word in that manner. And I challenge you. What's that Jesus? What's that Lord? Just listen to it. Read it. And you'll know. That it was him. That made the miracle. As we close out here the service. I'm all done. I would ask us here during invitation time. If the Lord's speaking to your heart about something here. That was shared tonight. Maybe you need a miracle, right? That's been the whole emphasis here, the message. Once you ask them here tonight, say, Lord, I'll do whatever you say, because I need this miracle in my life. Lord, show me through your miracles what I need. Read it, He'll show you, and a miracle will be performed. Let's all stand to our feet here tonight, and heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and And as we close out the service here tonight, thank you so much for letting me preach here tonight some great truth here from the Bible. And as you're standing there, maybe you can think about that miracle that you need in your life. Or what God's saying to you right now in your heart. Would you be willing to come down maybe to this altar and have a word of prayer? And see what God will do in your life regarding the miracles of Jesus Christ. If anything, have a word of prayer here tonight about, Lord, this family center needs to be built. And it will have to be a miracle of Jesus for it to take place. I want to be a part of that. I will. And if you've not received Christ as your Savior, let Him do the greatest miracle. Let Him save your soul.
Amen. I don't know about you, but I need miracles in my life, and I know our church does, just to see what we have planned for this year. We're going to need God to provide many different miracles. And then I think of so many of our members who are uh, suffering with cancer and so many other things, and they need a touch from God. Uh, there's only so much doctors can do, and then they're done. And God has to bring the healing, or it's not going to happen. And uh, relationships, you know, you might have uh, family members and loved ones that uh, are at odds with you or something, and you're going to need a miracle. You've tried everything you can, but it's going to take a touch of God. And so if you just think about all the things we need in our lives, we need those miracles. Uh, I know Brother Kenny has been used of God many times to see that happen. And um, ran a bus route for many years here. And I know at least on two occasions had over 100 people on his bus. And they're not 100 buses. <laughs> You've got to take more than one bus to to take that and just amazing amazing things that's bigger than the average church in America one busload is bigger the average church now has gone down to 66 per church average uh, and so um, God has God has used him in a great way and appreciate that so very much well, what a great blessing. We're going to go ahead and have a word of prayer. Brother Kenny, could I have you go out by your table there? And uh, he's got those cards. I want, I want you to be sure to get one and just put it in your Bible just like this and be able to carry that and you'll be able to pray for him because he needs many more miracles. Starting a church, it, it just takes miracle after miracle because it's just... It is more than a man can do. It just takes God. God has to do the miraculous or it just doesn't happen. And you just look at what God's been doing up there and it is the miraculous. God is seeing things take place that is, that is uncommon. A tremendous work of God. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the challenge. Lord, it stirred my heart. Lord, I think of all the different miracles I need in my life and in this ministry. And I think of loved ones that I know in this church and around the country that are suffering. Uh, Lord, what a challenge. And we need your miracles, dear Father. We, we need to see your hand in our lives that encourage us and just show us how great you are. And, and, and Father, we know we live in the parenthesis because it's not what we've done. We can't lay claim to it. It's your work. It's your doing. And we thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you for these good people who've got to hear that challenge. And I know that you've worked miracles in their lives, Lord. And I trust you'll continue in this year and help us see great and mighty things which we know us not. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.